0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 56, with Frank Carter of The Gallows and Pure Love, and newly of Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. My name is Scribius Pip. Um, Thank you for tuning in. I should get the uh, promotion bit out of the way first. Speech Development Records, that's my record label. Head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com and check us out. There's loads of stuff there, there's t-shirts, there's mugs, there's barbecue aprons, fucking barbecue aprons, what was I thinking? Um, There's loads of good stuff, um, including the new B. Dolan record Kill the Wolf. He is touring right now, Um, so check him out, he is going everywhere. Um, As you'll hear from this podcast, we heavily encourage supporting live music. Um, But let's get into the podcast, it was a great chat, it's the first time me and Frank had met... Um, and weirdly, this was similar to, to when I had Frank Turner on because um, in the, their names are so similar. It's, it's it's similar to when I had Frank Turner on that it just felt like we just were on the same wavelength. We grew, grew up listening to a lot of the same stuff, um, had a lot of a, a, a similar experiences touring and experience in the music industry. So, yeah, really good chat. Um, hope you enjoy it. And I'll be back at the end with a little bit more information for you. See you in a bit. Right, and, and, and that's how I begin the podcast, that's that's the big, like that. the big beginning and big intro. Um, I'm joined by F- uh, Frank Carter, how you doing man? I'm very well. I'm, uh, I'm going to adjust our mics a little bit. A bit, a bit quieter and you're a bit louder oh, yeah. see I should have an engineer that? for this shit that's how's perfect that? <laughs> I love it yeah how's it going I've got you it's going really well we're kind of it's an interesting a morning for you because I mean mm. this will come out in a couple of weeks but your albums have ju- 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 just come out and you're it has, yeah. experiencing it's... all of that
1: yeah it's um, it's uh, it's been really full on it's been yeah. an intense week uh, a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be you know we this band Wasn't Doesn't even exist In January That's know, so. insane Yeah it's pretty crazy That's um, absolutely insane so we started the band In February And we got like a You know I sort of Sacked everybody That I've worked with before And was just um just braided My savings account To just pay for it All myself yeah. So that I owned it And And um, Yeah and then Woke up the other day And it's like you know the the actual midweeks. It's not landed in lucky thirteen. So um, for me, it's that's amazing. perfect. You know because it, it's I've, the, the you know the highest chart position I've ever had held is like twenty.
0: Yeah,
1: which is um which is still like a massive feat. Yes, yeah, huge. Band, you know? Yeah, 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 huge. Um, but like for a band that's not that nobody knows. Like yeah. people are still like it people are still a few messaging ago. me saying like, oh, you've got a new band. Like, yeah. oh, you've got you've dropped an album already. Yeah, and I think like. You know that that was a that was something that was really clear in my mind when we started it. Well, I started it with a few friends of mine, we'll talk about them later because yeah. they're all really important individuals. But we started it with them and just just with the sole uh, intention of just like let's just be in a punk band. Yes, yeah. like it's, it is as easy as that. As you simple know? as but that. Do we remember that. First? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Let's get in the room and we'll hammer out some songs and. And then we'll go and play them badly live, and everyone will love it because it's about energy. And um, but yeah, f- for it to like connect with people the way it, the way it has, um, especially when I think no one really knows it's there yet. Yeah, like, the, the people that are buying it are just like the hardcore fan base you know i mean
0: that's what's exciting when you 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 have and people i I tried to explain this or we had um i had had jt from banquet records on on a while back i was down there on sunday yeah Yeah. and and we're explaining every now and then online i'll go on about charts and some people come in and say you shouldn't care about charts but it does it does make a difference particularly for independent artists because that's Marketing that you can't afford to buy. Totally. A position in the chart puts you in people's like oh, yeah. it lets your fans know who didn't know because yeah. it'll it, it'll appear and, and people are talking about it. And equally, it means all the more these early positions. I like that. Like like striking in in the midweeks at thirteen is huge because. Yeah traditionally music like ours or any independent music it's a grower it's a slow build yeah. so to start off well yeah. m- means all the more because you were probably expecting i'm putting this album out it will take a few months for people to hear yeah. about it but you kind of need it's one of those it's catch a twenty, a two. i put a group out on, on my label called warren and peace and with their ep out to say to them look we're going to work it as hard as we can but you're a new band and we basically just need something out there yeah, sure. it's, as much as anything it's to say here's, here's what they sound like because until it's released you can't do that much promo no, that really cool. <laughs> you can't get interviews and, and whatever else if they're like well, yeah. well what'd they sound, uh, sound like so oh the album isn't out yet so I guess there's probably an element of that on your part of going right we need to just get something out there totally. so for it to then hit off I mean, it must be nuts. yeah.
1: What we did was we 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 got in the studio and we'd been in the studio for like maybe four days and we recorded eight songs and we just took four of them and we released it as an EP. And yeah. I just self-released it, paid for it all myself, and then and we just put it out in the world, like just gave it away. I think we we, we put it up and then we and then we sold it on iTunes and um, like a thousand people bought it and it was men, which is nuts. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I didn't really even. Realized that I still had that sort of reach, but, um, and then that led us into like, right, this out. Al- I want the album out. The album was always going to come out in August anyway, because I yeah. just wanted to get it out quick. Um, but going back to what you're saying about the charts, you know, like I've never ever cared about a chart position yeah. ever. Like I I'm, I'm, I grew up listening to hardcore punk, which was never in the charts. Yeah, you no know, like, at all. Um, but for me, like it's it's this new. This new um, Sort of treasure That I'm sort of Finding In that like I think I think it's incredibly important yeah. I really do Not Not because I want Loads of I, I, I don't want to be rich from my music I want to make a statement yeah. And what better statement is there to make than to to, to to start a band in your literally in your garage, record it in your other mate's garage yeah. for nothing, for no money, with no management, no PR like, no record label, yeah. nothing. You know? And then have the album and take it somewhere and say, look, we've got this album, we're gonna put it out in August. Can you facilitate that? Can you yeah. make that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want it on three different colours of vinyl. It's gotta be these Amazing. can you do it? You know? And and they were like yeah but we need that means we need to have a production meeting now today and then we'll sign the contract tomorrow because we don't have time and I'm like yeah cool no like fuck your champagne like there's no we're here for business exactly like we we want to get this out to the world and to wake up and see it in number thirteen, it's like we just we're just outside of a top ten record, yeah, which is fucking nuts. Like, it's, yes. it, and it's not like if you listen to the record, like I think we've written an album. Like in my mind, like something you know, uh, it's a, it's a it's an album. Like yeah. there's a big collection of songs on there. There there's a statement for the band, but it shows that we're versatile musicians and we like yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's heavy as fuck yeah it's like dropping an anvil on your head and, over and over again and
0: that's what's exciting because I was the same I grew up I thought none of the music I love mm. is in the charts so why should I care about being in the charts Thank and you. then I had the realization of how happy would I have been if some of the music I liked w- w- was in the charts Thank how much of a win would that have been so to be in and it's it's the same it, like, I go on about the charts with the podcast but the reason I do that is Oh, whenever we get in the top 10 you look at the top 10 and they're all BBC or Absolute or huge companies and it's like this is just me and my mate Warren that's awesome, and that's it so it's like it's, it's that thing of it. you realise it does mean something and you shouldn't be ashamed of it of, no, of giving a shit absolutely. about that you shouldn't feel like oh I not feel absolutely. I'm going on about it so it's like no it's fucking it's wicked it's an but achievement it's your
1: life it's your yeah. career and it's your work and it's something that you're incredibly proud of yeah. and all the charts show is that it's connecting with people, which as an artist is all you, you want. You should
0: always. Like. W- Do you know what I mean? I want. I remember years ago talking to S- Saul Williams and he said, uh, and it surprised me at the time because I was that kid, I was like, I'm all about the underground. F- yeah, sure. I fucked the mainstream yeah. and all that. And he just said to me, I have no lo- a loyalty to the underground. Mm. So I have loyalty to my art and my music. If I get big, I'm not going to be ashamed of that because if you get big m- making the music you were going to make anyway. Yeah. Then that's fine. I understand if there's them bands that are changing their sound to get in the charts or that. Then I'm fine with people getting mad about that. You know, you can love it or hate it or do what you want. But it's one of them. If, if, as you said there, if if what you've slaved over connects to people, Mm. that means the fucking world. It
1: It is truly amazing. Yeah, I've been in a bit of a stupor the whole week from it. Like, yeah, I mentioned to you coming up here. You know, like we. I always remember like when when I was in involved in in the major label side of it like they would only ever care about where you charted in the very first midweek yeah you know? and that's all changed now yeah um but when we woke up the other day it was number four and we were like losing our shit like yeah. what the fuck how is that possible it's you insane, you got, like, bullet for my valentine has been going forever yeah you've got this band neck deep that are like you know they're blowing up it's their second album they're poised for big yeah. things yeah. and then there's us like like all right like we Hello. you know we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've just started but we're hot in your fucking heels like yeah. and and it's just it's so bizarre that, it, that that's even that's even possible nowadays because um you know everything is so spontaneous and everything is so chewed up so quickly. it's beautiful and spat out. it's beautiful
0: how much power is given back to mm. the individuals now because of social media and again there's ups and downs of all these things but there the fact is, is yeah. you you've you've got access you maybe wouldn't have had 10 years ago like okay. when you walk away from a major label you've still got a certain amount of access to your fan base which yeah. previously th- that wasn't the case as soon right. as you walked away from those people who controlled your entire communication w- with your own fan base yeah. as soon as you walked away from that you're out on your own yeah pretty much you know, but i mean i, I want to get into all of that but we've mentioned a few times that the music you grew up listening to wasn't a chance what was you- your kind of upbringing and going and music you were into were yeah. you instantly into the hard stuff or was it kind of a gradual thing no
1: it was it, it was I, I was very lucky that when I was very very young my my father was a DJ when yeah. he was younger um, he, had, he had a fucking yeah, he used to go around and play discos and I think he called it the supernatural road show God yeah. knows why but I, <laughs> I still love that you know yeah. I feel like I, I need to write a song about that yeah. love you, dad um and he and so we had like a lot of records in the house, you yeah. know. And obviously it was the it was the eighties and CDs were big business. And so yeah. like we just had hundreds. He had hundreds and hundreds of CDs in the house, everything, you know, everything from Genesis to Madness to all the way through to Pink Floyd and Rolling Stones. And and so when I was growing up, like that was when I was very young, you know, it was like British chart music almost. That yeah. was, but it was very different back then, you know. Pop was completely different you had e-pop e- you know like
0: yeah.
1: Bowie and and it was they yeah, were all like course. real true artists that would that would just you know their art was music mm. you know and then obviously like I got a bit older and I started to sort of kick against that as you do and found sort of skateboarding and punk rock
0: and. it's, it's, and it's and awesome that, that they're kicking against was still against your yeah, exactly shit. Exactly. It's like that's kind of a beautiful thing yeah. that there was a time where the pop that you'd want to re- a rebel against is now stuff that people yeah. who are rebelling will be listening to as well. Oh, completely. Like, you know, that's well, kind I,
1: of. I mean, I I actually put a lot of that down to you know the way I write songs now. You know, I've been forever like I've I've always been. I mean, even when I was in Gallows, like I I used to say that we were a, we were a hardcore band with pop sensibilities. Yeah, because I just had a knack of writing a hook, and I think that that's just because I I, I grew up listening to that music.
0: Well, pop's become you know? such a dirty word in recent years, I when it shouldn't be. There's some amazing pop music. Yeah, like, that's some of the best like, songs.
1: It's, it's Taylor's pop. last album is amazing. I yeah. mean, all of her records are good. But yeah. I, I, do, I mean, you know, I love music. I love yeah. good music that makes you feel
0: a certain way, and that's oh, what it should be. And oh, one of the worst things, almost damaging things... I've seen in society in recent years is the, the, the evolution of the term g- guilty pleasures. Yeah. Because it, sh- it shouldn't be. It's like, yeah. no, it's like, why am I feeling guilty about enjoying yeah. a Shake It Off? Or, Do you know, what you know like, whatever else. It's like, what, this is like, so good what's,
1: shit. What's wrong with you that you can't, like, you can't just embrace everything?
0: Like I always, always remember g- growing up, again, into punk and hardcore, and I had a mate, Stu Tell and he was the first of my friends that was just open about... He loved, he loved all the stuff that we were into yeah. but he loved Britney Spears Amazing. he really loved Amazing. Britney and wasn't ashamed of it yeah. and it was like that was genuinely a big eye opener for that, me to go you know? shit yeah that's that's fine yeah. I mean we all obviously took the piss out of him and mocked yeah, him course. initially then you kind of go right, actually you know in later years I was like there's a couple of, Sh- of Sugar Babe songs that bang yeah. like, there's yeah. a, cu- a, cu- a couple of proper tunes there and it's like yeah, that's actually alright that's actually acceptable yeah. So, so you got into then kind of a rebelling against the pop and got into yeah. skating and and uh, and well, like, skate yeah. punk
1: and hardcore. I guess I grew up in um, in Hemel Hempstead. Yeah, that's where I live now. And um, so obviously, like we would go, we would go to Watford, yeah. to the rugby club, like every week. And there was always like there was a small amount of people that put shows on there. So we would see bands like Sixth, like yeah, yeah, every yeah. every weekend if we yeah. could. Cap down and like you know not, like all the bands that that, that came that were up and down the country but just always seemed to roll through Watford
0: because Cap Down were just the that- constant like yeah, living in Essex and again I live in the same town I grew right, up in yeah. but always near enough to London Cap Down were the ones that originally I'd I'd probably seen them ten times before I went to see them they were supported they'd <laughs> support every punk oh, band that was over yeah. and then it was that thing of Oh, hang on! I'm here to see Cap Down yeah, now. Originally, yeah. it was like, oh, it's that band that's on, and then totally. after a while, you're like, no, this is who I'm here for. This is and it's so nice when that when you when you're a part of that, yeah. you know,
1: like and and we were. It was a very different scene back then. It wasn't like it wasn't pop punk kids or it wasn't hardcore kids or metal kids. They all just went to the place because that was the only that was place, the place that, that had the gig was on live music. Yeah, and it was like, okay, this week it is pop punk cool this week is you know it's a, a, a metal gig and you just went and you loved it and you you know and you got you got drunk in the park and you had a fight yeah. with some kids on BMX's and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know and that was like that was life for years and years and then I started putting on gigs in Hemel like just a handful um, and that was when I sort of like was was playing in bands and that's how it really began for me is what like, kind of age was that, that, you that you were kind of putting on gigs like I would have been like sixteen. Because again,
0: I think there's. It's one of the advantages of small towns. Yeah. Of like I think a London can get a bit spoilt because there's yeah. you can have so many things. There's so many choices. Rather totally than you're going big. to the venue and seeing what's on at the venue. There's our local place, The Fat Surfer. Was I? You'd never know who's going to be on. You'd rarely yeah. bother looking at what band was playing. You're it just, just going to be there because yeah, totally. you want to hear some music. But it also, I think, it embeds that. Achievable creativity as well. So from quite an early age, mm. you're like, right, I wanna be doing this, or I want to either be playing or putting on the gigs yeah. or, or working the bar or doing the sound or something, well, just that, being
1: involved. I mean that's exactly why I put gigs on in Hemel because yeah. I would go to to Nam. It was called it was called Nam, yeah. the Rugby Club gigs, and I would go there, but I knew there's no way they were ever gonna put my band on. Yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. right, well I'm gonna put they, I think they always had gigs on a Saturday, so I was like, "I'm gonna have a gig on a Friday, and we're gonna play." Yeah. And and what was surprising was after a little while, like they would come, you know, because yeah. I would be like, "Well, I'll put this band on that yeah, I've seen, yeah, there yeah. supporting them," and and so we, you know, it's it started,
0: and then as the, the master same move there, yeah, p- 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 putting bands on so you can support them. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's the best way to get a support gig. <laughs> People are wondering yeah. about that. I've got my band. I want to yeah. support some good acts. Like, well. <laughs> Book some good acts and yes. be the promoter, and then you've got that support slot. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Like, everyone, you know, that cost me a lot of money when I was <laughs> younger, but hey, I <laughs> yeah, got to yeah. play some gigs, you know. Yeah. And at the same time, there was it was happening in in St Albans as well. So then you sort of yeah. got this sort of trifecta the hearts area of like people putting on these shows and and you could and then it was like well I, I can't just play in Hemel now I can play in Watford or yeah. I'm playing St Albans and suddenly you'll you've played a gig every weekend for a month
0: yeah that's it and, I mean you seem to have at that time you seem to have like the Shikari lads exactly. and Hadouken and exactly. that lot kind of thing all yeah. in that kind yeah. of hearts kind of area I yeah. think just all, yeah, totally. all bubbling I mean, stuff over and young people putting on gigs for their peers rather than old metalers going, oh, we'll put some bands on, do you know what I mean? And, and, exactly. and that can become a bit stale when it is all being run by the same old metalers who've been doing that rock club for, for yeah. 20 years now. It seemed that in that kind of area, you seem to have a few different pockets of of youngsters going, right, let's, doing let's, let's it. do the this. The kids are doing it for yeah, themselves. exactly. You know, as, which is like,
1: yeah. it's as cliched as that sounds. Yeah, That's was, exactly what happened. Yeah. And it was really important, you know, yeah. it was it was massively important to to me. You know, Gallows played, I think we played our first sort of four or five gigs was at the Horn in St Albans, yeah. like in, a, in a row. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just happened that like we'd play there and then we'd have no gigs for a couple of weeks and they'd offer us a slot and we'd play it a bit higher up and the next week we'd be opening it again for someone else. And we just managed to like, and we just built, you know, quite a following then because that you know when I was putting on gigs that was a couple of years before it Gallows even yeah. existed I went to college then and and it was actually Lags had seen me play it in Hemel yeah in my own band and he just sort of remembered that like that I just was you know probably more more fucking loose cannon back then yeah, than I yeah, yeah, like yeah, now. yeah. and he, he remembered that and he just he said look I've, I'm quitting my he was in a band called My Dad Joe yeah um punk band like a skate punk band he they were sort of dissolving that and they wanted to do something with a different sound and he said look i really want you to do this thing and that's where that's sort of where gallows was spawned from yeah just like the back end of my college years maybe like 18 years old and um just just wanted to i just always wanted to be in a band yeah. I always wanted, wanted and
0: it's to interesting that you were saying how um you'd put on and even with with uh of Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes the um the idea that the thought was let's, let's write some songs and go and play them Yeah, the live part of it seems key to that story there and that was certainly key to the hype that built around the gallows yeah. for me just there was so much noise about how you guys were live and how insane the live show it was and again I guess that comes from putting on gigs w- w- when you were 16 and yeah, and smashing totally. that out there you got, to yeah, you
1: gotta like you entertain know, you, the crowd. We'd go and we'd play all dayers We like the thing, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's because they would get like pretty much the same price for the venue for yeah. the whole day as yeah, they yeah, would yeah. for a couple of hours in the evening. So they just started putting on all dayers Hatfield Juni, like I played so many all dayers there. Yeah, like and and there's there's pictures of me in midair with like six people yeah. in like a hundred and fifty cap room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but that was that was I was having a, I was involved. I was gone. Like
0: I, I, I mean, you know, that's the sound- true skill. When you can get to the point where it's it's almost selfish. The gig performance is the part that you're looking forward to. Totally. Then it doesn't really matter how many people are in the room because it's like I ain't having a shitty pr- a pr- promoter ruin the part of the day I've been looking forward to. Right. And particularly when you're you're then bigger and touring a lot, you've got such long drawn out days with sound checks and. Yeah. Tons of time on the road and nothing, n- no excitement or stimulation for me. It's why I think you know I've never had a gig where I felt oh we didn't give hundred percent there because no. it's like no I need that otherwise I can't do this. Yeah. I, I'm not I've I'm not had, into it enough totally. to not get to have that that yeah. fun on stage. Totally like I, I I've I've never I've had hard I've played hard shows
1: yeah, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. come up against like a crowd that is they just doesn't want to be receptive Yeah. You know? yeah. They've, they've they've heard some shit or they just like or you've insulted their favorite band yeah or you you know whatever i've had a lot of that but i've i've always had a fun show like yeah. probably probably those shows are more fun for me yeah. because i spend a lot of my time you know i i feel like the performing element of me is like the best version of me.
0: Yeah. It's the yeah. most
1: real, the most honest. So I spend a lot of my time walking around feeling like a bit of an incendiary bomb. Like, right, don't yeah. kick me too hard, please, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm saving this up for yeah. when we've got a gig on Friday. Yeah, do you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, You don't want this now yeah. in the street outside of Blockbuster or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, no, so, it, so it's like, it, for me, like, it when you get that opportunity, you know, and it's something that I'm only really appreciating now, like, when I was in Gallows, even when I was in Pure Love, like to an extent, I felt like completely undeserving of right. all of that praise. You know, like we were in my mind a just a really scrappy punk band, yeah. that that got just an insane amount of luck, and right. that's still the truth, really. Well,
0: let's talk about that because I remember at the time, um, I think I'd caught you guys at the, the Great Escape, um, at one of them venues that's like on the beach, yeah, and I remember a i loving it, but still at that point, it's, I'd heard loads of hype. Mm. I'd watched it; it looked amazing, but still, I'd kind of gone, "Damn, that's a big record deal yeah. for 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 again, for, oh. for a music that isn't meant to be in the charts." As we're both again, both having gr- grown up, listen to that kind of. Yeah. It's like, right, that's the kind of a record deal that at that point, Kate Nash is getting, or yeah. or, or whoever else. And again, I'd I gigged with Kate Nash a load at that point, but with that, I could see right here's what they want to happen. Yeah. And with you guys, I thought. Damn, what have what, they got what the planned fuck, for? What the for, for and again, as a fan, like being yeah, into it, totally. I was still like. Damn, what, that's that yeah. seems odd are to me. Where they what going now? Yeah, Do you know what I mean, and that—that that was. What's exactly the plan with it? that? Because it's the kind of music as well that it it may alienate your fan base. That it's the kind of music that as soon as you start to get big, yeah. at least half the fan base have to go nah, Fuck yeah. those guys. And what was it's weird, that kind was that of thing? It, so it's a hard one yeah. for a label to. It was really
1: weird because that didn't happen to us. Like, yeah. I think the very like the the people that liked us that had us pigeonholed as a hardcore band they yeah. left. But they they they're almost like. They're gonna do that regardless, and then they come back round at the end yeah, anyway. Yeah, when, it's, yeah, when they're yeah, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, nostalgia," actually, I actually like that song. Yeah. Um, but but for us, like, they I think they had this idea of like there's a there's a band that we can mould. They're young enough, they can write a song, but we'll just put them with the right producers, and, and we'll get like a right. you know next sort of risky pop rock act. Yeah. You know. That we can jam down people's throats and it's a bit a bit dangerous. And what we did was we did the complete opposite. We wrote like um, the record we wanted to make. Yeah. Like we took all of their money and we spent it on like ridiculous things, like recording at Rack Studios and Abbey Road Studios and Air Studios. Damn. Over a period of like nine weeks in the summer in London, and we lived in the studio, and you know we were recording with Garth Richardson, who'd done. Rage Against the Machine and right, it, it was just like we, we hired like a, an entire orchestra to record the strings we could yeah. have digitally programmed it but yeah. like but I was just like well is the money there and they were like well yeah it is but you, you, you're you burning through it and I'm yeah. like well, if the money's there let's, let's, the that's what, it's, what it's there for do you yeah. what I mean let's do this so I, you, you know we're sitting up in the balcony watching like 40 people play like these orchestral parts that we'd kind of half written on a MIDI keyboard yeah. and you know it's, it's mental but yeah, it was like it had to be that way
0: how much did you learn or how much worth did you kind of learn that that kind of stuff has like obviously the orchestral bits that's amazing but mm. the actual cost of recording at Abbey Road or Air or any of these versus what you get and then you record in, in your mates' garage, yeah. and do, you know, w- w- was there? Because again, I don't think it'll be a case of I'm preempting what you're going to s- s- say now. But I don't think it'll be a case of oh, it's a complete waste of money because there's there's different stuff. But equally, at points, if it's particularly with that that kind of music, I, str- I, str- I struggled with um and my first a solo record because I wanted to get some of the punk and hardcore I'd, mm-hmm. I'd grown up I listened to across. And a lot of the producers were just making it all too clean and pretty. I was mm. like, "No, just don't try so hard. You yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, just kind line, of just yeah. just m- m- send me the demo, yeah. and then don't touch it until I tell you to tweak anything." Because yeah. again, in general, it's kind of that's kind of what you want doing. that. Yeah. So, so, how was that to kind of then take your rawness and have it be put yeah. in the hands of people who can make it incredibly clean?
1: It was if they
0: need if if they
1: choose to. Yeah, it was bizarre. I think we had. Um... Obviously, there was a big risk there. Yeah. But what we had was a very clear understanding with Garth Richardson. Like, you know, he came to see us a few times yeah. when we were actually touring in America, and when we were sort of building this this relationship to say, "Do you want to do the next thing?" And and he watched he watched me like break myself in Canada. Like, yeah. I Just just you know, I was super sick. I'd gotten like i gotten swine flu. Damn. <laughs> I'd, like, jumped off, a like, a lighting rig in LA and I thought I'd broken my pelvis. And just, like, I was just in pieces, you know, yeah. but I was just hammering it still, constantly trying to get my point across. I don't even know what the fucking point was, but yeah, I, I was just trying to do something. And he... I think that really drove it home to him to say, like, he wants to do... This guy wants to do something different. And if I... If I fight against that too much, like we're gonna lose all of we're in it, it, everything yes, here, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and we sat down the day one, and he was like, "Look, we can make a record. I think we can make a record that that could be, you know, really good, and and yeah. you you know in you know you know send you up the charts the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can we could or what do you guys want to do? And yeah. I'm like, well, I want to do this, this, and this. And he's like, okay, well, that's you know, it's probably not gonna be a top 10 or whatever I'm like oh I've never I don't give a shit about that yeah. yeah. we've got all this money and they're not going to let us spend it on ourselves so yeah. let's let's use it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like alright cool let's let's do that then and, and what we made was a really true record which yeah. I think like now it's sort of you know it's almost 10 years old now and people are beginning to sort of it keeps propping up And people are saying Like Oh that might be A classic record Yeah and, Which to me That's that's That was a whole Fucking point You yeah, know Like yeah, make yeah, a yeah. punk record That lasted but, you but, know, That stands st- the test Exactly of time. And um, But yeah Like Going to those studios Spending all that money um, Likewise You know Spent like A couple of grand On this Gave it to my friend Mitch And and uh, You know We recorded everything Live In the yeah. studio um, which is in his garage at the bottom of his garden it took us like eight days it's, it's, and I love it as I mean, much I mean I think it just shows that's it Greg that was my rim, kind of
0: you know? my thought there it shows there is no set rule for it no. it kills me my favourite album is actually a jazz record which is ridiculous awesome. after all this talk of no, no. but there's, there's an album called um, it's by Johnny Hartman and John Coltrane it's just called Johnny Hartman and John Coltrane and I was in love with it and then years l- later I heard that they recorded that because they had a spare hour in the Amazing. studio and Amazing. it was just all these standards th- 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 uh, that they just knew um, I'm not sure I can't remember I've, I've read it in the past but yeah. it was one of them that was like Sh- shit the, my favourite album of all time was just made on a whim because they had a few hours it's, to spare just jam through it Play it live, and that's the whole point, though, isn't it? Like, and it makes you, you... N- not get that that uh, too pr- precious over, oh, your, over your own stuff. Because when you first start recording, or at least particularly when you first start to get exposure and you realise mm-hmm. people are going to hear this, rather than you just are making a record to make yeah. a record, you suddenly go oh shit, there's yeah. ears are going to be on this. You can go over and over things far yeah. too much. And... I'm really
1: lucky in that I've like released. This is the fourth album I've put out now yeah. in my career, and you know the first three I was definitely guilty of that. Of worrying too a little too much yeah. about about it, and, yeah, and making you know yeah. and th- this one, I just went in and we just did it, and there wasn't really time to think because I didn't have the money for extra days to redo yeah. re- redo stuff. So, um, but I, I just you know that's what I I'm really lucky with the people that I've worked with as well because Tom Mitchener, the guy that produced it, he actually played bass in the band as well, yeah, and um, he had just you know he'd just been traveling south like in in the the south of the states yeah been to like muscle Shoals studios right and that is sort of like you know it's one room in the middle of nowhere everybody you know stones did brown sugar there everybody's been there and i think that to him was like in his in the forefront of his mind you know so a lot of the times with music it's it's the timing as well you know like when you get you you get a certain relationship with a with a person in the right moment of their life, and they just you don't even have to talk about what you want to make because you trust. Like this guy is in the plate, the it's perfect position yeah. for me. It's that thing to, to give you the confidence to have yeah. trust in it. I
0: always remember hearing that, that at the driving recorded their drums with just one mic hanging in the middle and all this, and it's like, well, that's how that's that can be done. Then that's fine. You know? Rather than every every drum carefully yeah. m- mic'd up and. Yeah. And finally put together.
1: And I was really clear on this record. Like, I wanted to make... I wanted it to feel really live. Like, I wanted more than anything for it to be a... uh, As if you had just... Come to our practice room, or, yeah. or you were at a gig. Yeah, you know, I wanted it to just be de- a. And that's what's you.
0: hard to get across at points. And I love—I'm a big fan of just of, of watching stories unf- unfolding music. Mm. And I was excited when you, you guys uh, got on 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 the Warp tour because yeah. that to me that felt like a great match. That's like that's that's yeah. it's it's hard for British acts to break America. That's a great match because you just you, your live shows were what you were known for. Yeah. Um, I think are you, are you also, it's going to be an odd comment now, but I think you also had some really good uh, live photography at that point. Yeah, some did, people were yeah. smashing it. That there was, I probably knew of you guys and would kind of assume I liked you because of pictures I've seen of live shows before I'd even heard a thing. Yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, well, that's my kind of band. That's I mean, my kind a, of.
1: an amazing photographer called Jess Morris, and she yeah. she would just come on the, on the road with us all the yeah. time. She did all of our promos, but she would just be at every show. So I've got hard drives of this stuff. Yeah. And my younger brother at the time, was just, like, super into videography. Yeah. So I just said to him, like, look, you know, you you, you ain't going to go to college. You don't want to go to university right now. Like, I'll buy you a camera. Like, come out on the road. Come you know? on the road, and, that's perfect. And so he he was filming and Jess was taking photos. And it's just, you know, between them, they documented all of, like, the most important years of our yeah. life, I think, of, of just capturing everything. And at a perfect and, time yeah.
0: as well, where that stuff can have an impact on social media and everything else, where people are going shit, I need, I need to be at that show. Like, Absolutely. next time they're coming through, I need to be there. And What's again, I think that's that? the key, is is you have to do that. I've always been, like, I can't remember if I've ever I confessed this, but I remember the first time I was touring the solo record and it was the first time we had a live band and I think we'd done some festivals and there'd been s- Circle Pits and all sorts and we did the first show in Hull mm. and there was a power car. It was a lovely gig, but it just Perfect. weren't that great. <laughs> and me and, and B. Dolan, who was supporting, just both started to... T- 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 saying first night of the tour, that was I couldn't believe circle yeah. just saying circle pits, crowd yeah. surfing, all sorts. Every night from then onwards, the crowd were tearing the place apart. Yes. And it's like, it's just because we'd given the impression yeah, we'd projected what we wanted the gigs to standard, be. And they're you know? like, right, yeah. well, um well, we're gonna be better than Hull. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm, yeah. I'm not having I mean, that. And, and really, his hull were lovely, but but they were quite chilled, and that's yeah. fine. I'm not one I'm I've never been one for if you're not comfortable going mental or throwing your hands in the air you don't have to, it's fine, at gigs I often don't at gigs I often want to chill so I can't stand on stage and be like oh they're a bit dead tonight So would I have been going mental in the crowd? I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't stand there with my drink enjoying it so you can't get mad at that but yeah, it's all about that spin of it to then, and so yeah the photos that were going around then made every gig that bit more people are there to go nuts totally, and I mean what
1: I'm finding now is that you know, back then those were sort of the, even the beginning of the MySpace days. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, I'm actually finding now that like when I go through the archive now and pull stuff out, it's more beneficial to me now yeah. <laughs> because I actually have a social media platform that is that is working and does that connect. It's more with people usable, and they want to see yeah. that. They want to see what you know, all those photos from Gallows and yeah. and and. and so it's... Um, I'm really I'm really glad we did it, you know. Like, at the time, it was... Um, that tour was fucking hard work. Yeah. It was serious graft. Yeah. Was, you know, you wake up in the morning and you've, you've, you've played in car parks for the past three and a half weeks. And yeah. you're like, what time are we on today? And they're like, you're on at half eleven. And you're like, what you mean? Like in fifteen minutes, they're like, "Yeah, yeah. we have gotta go now." And you're like, what the fuck? Like, and so then you crawl out of bed and you get to the stage, and there's like, you know, six people there, and it's a hundred degrees yeah. in fucking Phoenix, and the tarmac is like boiling, and you can feel it coming through your feet.
0: Yeah,
1: and because I never it's played on stage man. ever, like, I've, yeah. I've no, I've not really been when you know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a, a, like a lot of people have sort of said it's a bit of a gimmick, but it never it was never meant to be that. Like I love being among people that crowd, are fucking yeah. vibing, that yeah. look like they're frothing at the mouth, and and like you you feel a different energy from that than you do twenty feet elevated yep. on a stage. You know, like I've never really. Wanting to be on a pedestal Because I'm the same as you I'm the same as everybody listening You know We've all had the same experiences I am just A 31 year old man Married With a brand new fucking baby Trying to survive Do you know what I mean That's all That's all I'm trying to do But I have This This Extra facet In the fact that like put a mic in my hands and I'll fucking explode I I don't know why I just just
0: I guess in that situation it becomes an experience more than a performance like on stage it's a performance even if you're completely in it you're still you're dancing there for the the the, the baying crowd whereas in the middle of it you're all sharing in that and all all taking that in and it worked so well because you know
1: I I, going back to those Hemel Hempstead and St Albans Watford days like the horseshoe of hatred which we've all been a a, a part of where you go to you're playing like a fucking hundred cap hall and everybody is like at the edge it's like a school disco you know and you've just got like a dance floor that's completely wide open you think well like you know i understand this at a hardcore show because if you walk in there you're liable to get fucking slap in the face you know but at a rock gig like you So I would, I then started like, well, I'm just gonna fill that space, you know, like, so I would get out there and create that, and, but then if then we started playing bigger gigs, we just got on like, you know, we we playing all these package tours that we're touring in like four thousand rooms, like cat rooms all over the world, like. So then I, I was like, okay, now I need a 300-foot cable and I'm just going to swing my mic, you know? So I would just keep pushing people further and further yeah, away yeah, from yeah, yeah. from us, from the Not stage, right. until we got to a point where I could be like, right, well, now you guys can come down safely with your gear yeah. and we can just play the gig from the floor, which is what we always wanted to do, you know? Yeah, that's right it So it, I think you've just got to be like... Well, for me, the only way I was going to be able to connect with those people properly, we didn't have production. We didn't have lights and smoke and flares. We had us, and, and we weren't that much of a force until... We were bright next to you
0: until you started up and then and then yeah, there were like right.
1: there was no escape. Like wh- whether you were on the opposite side of the room, you still felt like this guy could hit me with his microphone
0: from it's there. Powerful you know? man, because you 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 you're, f- you you're forced to feel something at a gig because that's yeah. that's an intimidating thing to be confronted with. You know, at a show, even if it's someone saying, "Come on, dance," you're like, "Oh shit, the pressure's on me." But you know, to be to any kind of confrontation, I like that. where it's like, no, this is. This isn't a spectator sport. This is, you know, we're involved here. But that's a great thing. It's great to be tested in those ways and have those experiences, I think.
1: It felt a bit like a a spectator sport, you know? And that's what I was trying to embrace. It was like, the only way I'm going to... These people are going to connect with me when I leave this venue. Like, they're not going to connect with me probably even during the performance because they're all... They're going to leave, and they're going to be like, "Okay, I saw something tonight completely different to every other band I saw today." Yeah, and that's going to stick in my head, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt a lot like a bullfight, but I was the bull. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I never, I ne- and the bull never wins. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you just, you just die slowly, yeah. like. And that, that's what it always felt like. Like, get out there, kill yourself slowly. Try and last thirty minutes, and then when you drag yourself out of that pit. Um, at the end hope that someone shakes your hand on the way out yeah. and that, and there was always one guy that was like that was fucking crazy Good that was work. the craziest thing I've ever seen and so like I know at least I've got like a hundred people around the world that have seen that and they told like five of their friends yeah. and then the next time I've we went back it, yeah. there was 15 people there that just went off and 15 people like is I could, what I can do with no one mm. man give me 15 people and we're away that's yeah, a fucking yeah, great yeah, show yeah, yeah. you know
0: that's perfect and, it,
1: and that was how we built it really slowly was just like ashing down these doors that weren't really there, like just ha- yeah. you know kicking holes in in things that, that didn't exist, just to sort of say like we're not the band you've come to yeah. see, but we're, we're we're just as important. Yeah, like as far as we're, we're going to st- you know?
0: st- stick in your in your memory, because yeah, I mean yeah. it's an important thing because people that can be a big sh- a shock to bands. Like when they first get a good support slot and they're all like, fuck, we're supporting this amazing band. And then you go out there and realise that no one cares about you because yeah. they're there to see this amazing band. So that right. can be a heartbreaking thing. So it's important to then go, right, how do we make this, number one, bearable for us yeah. and number two, memorable for, for everyone else? I think it's even more important now, like what you were saying there about it being this in the moment thing and something that people experience because there's so much now and it's something I'm becoming more and more obsessed with and I'm taking at least a year off from any gigs and it's Mm. to try and play with the psychology of it myself but I started to realise that so many gigs now because of streaming and all sorts of other things it's like live gigs are one of the only things left that you can only experience in that moment and again now people film at gigs and stuff like that and it kills it a bit but I don't know I think there should be more things that are there then for those few people, and then they're gone. Yeah. That's not recorded, that's not, there's, there's nothing else. That's there, that happens, you've shared that. Even if it's, as you said, two people, 15 people, yeah. 2,000 people, You know, but you've all had that moment together, and then it is no so, more. Yeah. You can't experience until that happens again. You can't go back and rewind it or watch yeah. it or, or take it in again. M- music is, is, a, is about emotion. Like it's, it,
1: it's supposed to make you feel you know it's supposed to make you feel a certain way and um, I I didn't realize how important it was to me until last year actually when I sort of tried to step away from all of it and just yeah. sort of sack it all in and be a good husband and 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 a, and a good dad you know yeah. and, and just was like I spoke to my wife and I said look pure love isn't working we've been we've been flogging the horse for a while it's well and truly decomposed mm. like we're gonna I'm gonna just tattoo and I'm gonna work on that yeah. and she was so scared she was like this is not what you need to do, like you, yeah. need, you need to for form, you, you know. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, it's cool. And so anyway, like you know, I focus on tattooing, and, and and she was right. Like I was completely wrong. We had our baby, and I and I said to her, like, it must have been five days after we had our daughter. I was like, I need to start another band. You know, is that are yeah. you okay with that? And she just was so supportive and all it's smiles amazing. and like re- like true support, honest. Yeah. You know, like you see, she's like, okay, I got got you back now. Thank fuck yeah. for that. You went a bit awry there. But i I was explaining it to her a little while ago, like how, like you know tattooing you have this really intimate connection you know because yeah. that's obviously been my my job for a long time as yeah. well you You have this very intimate connection with one person and you sit down, you discuss ideas, and then I provide something for you that hopefully you love for the rest of your life yeah. you know and means sometimes it means nothing to people, and sometimes it's everything you know it's yeah. like very, it can be incredibly powerful, and I also paint and so like when you when you paint like it's a very different relationship you have like you have a relationship with this painting you make the work you hang it and you can leave and 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 you may never see the reaction the relationship that other people have with it like what it makes them feel and and then you've got music yeah which is like Everything. It's like the intimate relationship that you have with one person. Yeah. You can perform it and never know what they think. Yeah. But you but you can give everything. And then you can have like both of those things at once. You can you can have an intimate one-on-one relationship with five thousand people at once in a performance. Yeah. Live. Like and they all leave feeling like shook up. Like you know, if you're fucking you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Which I mean, is putting yourself on the fucking it's, line. It's
0: fascinating that you seem to have, have fallen in, in love with numerous different art forms, but all that involve y- you putting in a lot of time and then someone else enjoying it forever. If oh, you know what I mean. Scary. And I've it's it's I've got loads of question marks over how I feel about recording albums at the moment. Mm. I'm working on a new a new record, but I've realised that my bl- love isn't in the studio. Right you know that's yeah. for other people and i don't know if, if you're the same but i it's it it blows my mind when i'm reminded that there's people who've listened to these songs thousands of times cuz yeah. for me that happened one day like years ago yeah. that was one day in the studio that we happened yeah. to record that song it's changed so much live it's it's, mm-hmm. it's alive to me every time we play it live yeah. but every time we're not playing it live which is 99% of the time <laughs> in my life that we're not yeah. playing that song live yeah. um it doesn't exist Um, but you then realise that to other people it does and to me it did as a kid listening to music listening over and over and over to that same record and still now when you listen to music yeah yeah, completely Completely.
1: whoever whoever made that song might even be feeling the same way as you
0: and and people will leave comments on Facebook or whatever and it'll be a reference to something I've written Mm. and it'll take me a day for that to kick (laughs) in I'll be like what the fuck did that mean they're like oh no that's to do with a lyric (laughs) of mine that I'd just forgotten about because it's it's that weird thing you put you pour so much into it the time, yeah. and then it's not yours anymore, it's theirs, mm. so it's kind of interesting. And I think t- a tattooing is a great example of that as well. Because that will, if you're a good, responsible tattoo artist, that will mean the world to you in that moment, yeah. But then as soon as it's done, it's not yours anymore, it's, gone. it's theirs, it's, yeah. it's art that you've slaved over and it's meant the world, but it's theirs now, and it's if theirs lucky, for every day of their life, and yeah, you know, you might see you it again, of it, yeah, do you know what
1: I mean? Yeah. and if you're even lucky, you got paid for it. Yeah, yeah. But like for the most part, it's just like it's theirs, and it's and it, and they're gonna wear it, and it's actually like becomes them. They're, yeah, they're, completely. Like, I see pictures of myself now without tattoos, and I I just I don't recognise myself. Yeah, you know. And I know that was me, but I feel very much like this. This is who I am. You know. Yeah. Without all this, like, I, I I
0: wouldn't be me. Well, I want to you know? get into the tattooing side of things more, but um. B- b- before we do, so obviously that all went crazy with the gallows, mm. and it was quite uh, it, it was a um, a a burn hard and fast thing because it was then over um, for me or, yeah. or for you, yeah. yeah, the guys are still doing stuff so yeah. that's that's that 's all good but what kind of or was it the, the the amount you had to throw into live shows, the pressure of being on the road of people because from my memory of it ending. It didn't end too prettily on or in the public, in the media. There was yeah. a lot of, you know, tension and and aggression there. So, yeah. how it, was that? What was the kind of deal? Um, if, yeah.
1: It's difficult to put into words because we cause we've sort of, um, because we've cut we've all sort of smoothed it over now. Yeah. But it definitely, um, I think, ultimately, like we didn't see eye to eye a lot on a lot of things. Yeah. And um, and the first thing that we stopped seeing eye to eye on was the music. Yeah. And I think as soon as that happened... It's the most it's important thing, right? Like, what have you got? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And in a lot of ways, maybe unfairly, I felt like I was putting a little more in than they were. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I felt I was putting a lot more in than they were. Yeah. And... Um, and you know, like I can look back on it now, and, and everybody, everybody in that band, like, was integral to to, yeah. the, to the to the progression of that. It's band.
0: it's always a, such a weird thing, and it's t- it's tough on both sides. Mm. But it's such a weird thing for the front man because mm. you're quite n- naturally going to get a lot more of the praise and attention. That's yeah. just one of the things. But equally, you've got to put the work in as well because you're at the front and you're doing this. Everyone's integral, but if. If the if the bassist has a bit of a a shaky show, mm. it's not going to affect it as much as if you have a shaky show. Yeah. That will f- fuck it up for everyone. It's you're the one person who can f- can fuck it up for everyone. Yeah. Everyone else can make it a bit shaky, but yeah. then as long as the rest are on point, then you pull it together. So yeah. it's a weird it's a weird pressure there. Of
1: yeah, and and the worst part is that like it's all they ever wanted. You know, yeah. like being in a band like for them it was just everything and for me like i quit gallows before we released orchestra wolves yeah multiple times you yeah know, I, I was i oh, was, really i was a tattooer Like that's all i ever wanted to do you know like being a band was just this fun thing yeah and um but it just made me no money and i was broke all the fucking time yeah you know? and, I, and, and my boss was sort of saying look man you, you know you've
0: got a good thing going here yeah i can't really hold your space if and you're you, gonna keep fucking up again on tour. there's there is good money to be made as a tattooist yeah, as well. Yeah. That's kind of there's a good hourly rate there that yeah. can if you're if you're somewhere where you can be in demand. Mm. That's that's nothing to be.
1: No, it. it I mean, at. it really wasn't. But also, but more importantly, like he'd given me a shot. You know, my boss yeah. he'd taken me on when I was a young kid, and so I was like, look, you know, no, I'm going to pack this in. Don't worry. And so I sacked off the band, and then Lags called me. and was like, look, we've got we've got a guy here that wants to put the album out. Like. He wants you on it, like you know. We can't. We can't find. We've tried a few other people. It's not working. Like, and I was like, cool. You know what? Let's do one more tour, and and I'll do it. And so that's what happened. We we went and did did the album, did the tour, and um and then signed like a you know a gigantic record deal. Yeah. And And then I had to go to my boss and be like, look, you've just given me a job. I'm six months in. I'm really fucking sorry, but this right. is out of my hands. Like this is Matt, this is life changing, you know. Like yeah. i got to go, and he was like, "Yeah, go, go, go." Of yeah, course, yeah. you know, that's he was awesome. really supportive of it. But um, it it just um, so that going back to it, that was that was all they've ever wanted, and for me, it at the at that time, I felt like I could take it or leave it.
0: Yeah, and did you and feel any so g- guilt over that? Because I think that's a tough thing. Um, I remember the first time we were a tour in America, and it was really hard. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying it at all, and the main thing I struggled with was I felt guilty that I'm doing what so many people dream of doing, yeah, and I am so. sitting there wishing I was working in a record store again. I was sitting there g- genuinely thinking I wish I was on the till with my mates because uh, yeah, this I, isn't. I'm not enjoying this at all. Like, so I'm living the dream.
1: I totally hear you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, yeah. I mean, and actually, like the guilt, the guilt, of, guilt of that is like is um, is pretty crushing yeah and like fairly devastating and my brother was in the band you know yeah, so fact, yeah, that had like a there was extra weight there and that like you know he, he was always trying to sort of convince me like you know this, this is you know this is great it's a great show blah, 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 blah. and I was just fucking arsehole I just was like right fuck this I don't want to fucking do this anymore you know yeah. and I would blow up you know but but it, but it was like it wasn't just like we're going to go up and we're going to play these songs and we're all going to jump at this point and and at this part of the thing we'll bring it down and play the acoustic it wasn't like that it was like it was like go out and fucking attack yourself yeah. in front of people Like yeah. and that was what I did like for years for years and years for six fucking years like I just went out on stage and I had all these songs that were like like really fucking like intensely like personal and emotional and I would just fucking
0: Beat the fucking shit out of yeah, yourself. You can't do them justice if you're not tearing yourself apart right. every night and, in performance. That's them. all I knew. I
1: mean, it's still all I know.
0: Yeah.
1: is to go out and just deliver, like, you know, I don't, th- it's not like I go out and, I'm, and I say, like, right, now I'm going to bash my head in. Like, yeah. I just I just feel like I, I, a line will just resonate in my head over and over. Mm. And I know it's coming, you know, like, and I'm, yeah, and I'm like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck, like, when I get there, like, and by the time I've got there, I'm just like, fuck. And, and then, yeah, like, yeah. it's just, I'm um, not like, I, I just am on the floor, or like, yeah. some dude's got me in a fucking chokehold up against the wall, yeah, uh, you yeah. know. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? i bash him a couple of times, <laughs> get loose, and then <laughs> yeah. get away. And then, and then, I've, and then that same thing's happening across the other side of the venue. Like, it was just, it was just a long, a long fight with myself. And I, and I feel bad, I, I do feel bad for the boys now because, you know. Like, I didn't truly appreciate what I had. And I think that, like, they, you know, they really wanted more out of it from me. I just couldn't give it. And and the deciding, the the, the straw that broke the back was the fact that, like, I just, I genuinely just didn't like the way the music was going. You know, I felt like we had, we were at a position where I'd sort of, growing up a bit and, and was like, like I want to do a bit more singing or, or something. You know? Yeah, like, I want to. I, I want to, and I'd already started the band Pure Love. I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I yeah. moved there and I lived there for five years, and and um, I fell in love with the place, and I just. I just felt very different. Well, it's
0: again it's a it's a um, iconic place f- for hardcore yeah, for, for totally. everything kind of that. But while
1: I was there I, w- I was removed from everything, you know. I was I just taught myself how to paint properly and was just like in the studio all the time working on paintings. I was barely ta- I was getting tattoos, but mm. I was just I was just enjoying this early retirement which was not like which was completely undeserved and yeah. it was just like, you know, I didn't have the money to do that. I was just eating my savings. But it, it so I met Jimmy and and I, and I you know I was like look you know the boys are working on music but they haven't really sent me much and I want to do this new things while I'm here so let's start a new band and and he was like, look, man, I don't really want to be in a hardcore band. And I, and I said, good, neither do I. I've got one yeah. of them. Let's yeah. do something different, you know. <laughs> so so we, so we started Pure Love and, and you know, and it was, all, it was like really expansive and very instrumental when it began. And, and then we sort of honed it down and we, we got with Gil Norton and, and it became about like, you know, this sort of like party rock and roll band. Yeah. Um, but I think the production, you know, Gil, Gil's an amazing producer. Um, but I think he had a we all had very different ideas and I think at that point like you know then I then it was clear that gallows just wasn't gonna happen to yeah. me and so like we, I made the decision we cut that and it was it was really brutal um, you know they found someone else they, they got got weighed in and they just they just hit the ground running with you know with the music that we'd tried to put together but it just wasn't yeah. happening and they, they just went and did their thing and, and I think it was a, you know a lot of that was sort of weight of the third album just wasn't
0: or, or Was there any um, a w- a resentment on your part there of of kind of Hearing songs that maybe you guys had tried to do something with and it just wouldn't click, then they've suddenly turned it into something, or was it more of a no? There wasn't, I didn't really have any resentment.
1: I, I, I resented if I'm honest, I resented the fact that they kept the name Gallows, yeah. I really, that really pissed me off,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
1: but I've told them all that, and they, they, they know, and you know, yeah. it is what it is. Like, it was, it was a very difficult. It's like going through a divorce, but with four people, and one of them is your blood. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's That's like crazy intense. It, yeah, it was. It was just way beyond any of anything that any of us were really capable of of processing at the time. And then the biggest problem is that like I had like management in the way of like uh, this company, and and I sort of felt it was kind of like you know better the devil you know type thing yeah yeah. i knew of a few people but i didn't really know where to turn so i just said i've got this album i want to put it out and you guys want to do it if you want to do it let's go a completely different way and we'll carve a path together you know and this could be like they did rock you know so i was saying to them like we could go and do like an indie thing like you guys and us but meet new people and yeah and it just didn't really work like they just didn't really it didn't really connect with right. them because they just wanted to sort of force they they did just
0: force it through all the same channels yeah yeah and yeah, what yeah. i had done at that point and that's always going to be killer because it's not going to be what was there previously it's no, it's, it's, exactly. it's a different exactly. thing it's so a that's always different gonna, band. It it's it it's the be... same as even it's it's the it's the same as any band that stays together and doing third or f- yeah. fourth Records, it's not going to be the same as the first exactly. record. So even, but even more so when you're you're stepping aside. That I mean, I was in a band
1: called Gallows, and then I started a band called Pure Love. Yeah, couldn't be more. Like, yeah, and it was everything about it was a reaction. Yeah, you know? and it. I want you know it was very important to me that it had that because I wanted to step away and show people like you know. This isn't this isn't just me. Like, I, yeah. I do a lot of shit. Let's let's go and have a look at what some of that shit is, you know. And and um, but yeah. So they that was. I mean, pure love is probably the quickest part of this whole conversation yeah, because unfortunately, yeah. like it just. I've 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 said it quite a lot lately, but like when I was in Gallows, I felt like I had all the cards, but I didn't know what game I was playing. Yeah, and when I was in Pure Love, I felt like, and I, I understood the game. But I got dealt the worst fucking hand yeah, imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Like one, you're never gonna win with. You're yeah. lucky, and we were lucky that we got a couple of years out of it.
0: Yeah, and then, it must have been been weird that that with the gallows, you kind of are looking back now. So much came that's just so unusual, but that mm-hmm. became. Y- 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 a, a your standard, if you know, what I mean, the yeah. fact that you weren't particularly looking to be doing it, and it, or it wasn't your dream you were doing, tattooing and then totally. you get h- huge record deal, you get huge crowds, huge you know yeah, a, nice. a reaction, and that all just kind of came without you really craving it. Yeah, I didn't. Th- then, didn't th- then uh, when you're then coming back and starting again, it's like pure love again. Probably went far better than most mm-hmm. things would, but. It's going to be a stark difference to what you've had yeah. previously.
1: And it, yeah, in, in, in yeah, stark comparison, it was just, it was dead in the water from yeah. day one. And actually, like, that's probably the most beneficial thing that happened to me, was that band, because it really fucking took me down a level. Like, yeah. Like, quite... A considerable amount of levels, actually. You know, like it can be important. You go, yeah, it was really important to me, and I just sort of felt, all right, well, I'll take a break and go and do something else and see what the fucks up with my life, you know. And and so we did, like, I, you know, I, I stepped out of that and and um, sort of distanced myself from all the people that I've been working with, right. who I felt in a lot of ways, like, I felt in a lot of ways that they had let me down a little bit, you know. But most importantly, I felt like. Because what happened was, I, I was like, you guys do this for a living. Let's see what happens when I stop fighting. Yeah. And I go with what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Why yeah. not? Let's try
0: it, you know? Yeah. That was a big fucking mistake. It's a huge realization that everyone's kind of just bl- blagging the, their way along yeah, to an extent. Much, and yeah. the. The, the, the teams that work are the ones that can react to what the artist's mm. ev- vision is rather than necessarily... Totally. And I've, I've had that every time with... Again, I loved working with S- S- Sunday best with me and Dan, but the anything I look back on that I think didn't go how it, sh- it should have it's bits where I've kind of gone, let's, let's let them choose. Like, yeah. they know not like, know whether it be the placement of a single or what comes yeah. out where or what we do, things like that. It's been points where I've gone, well end of the day I've blagged it up until this point yeah. I don't know what I'm doing yeah. so oh, let's hand it over to the, the people who know and they're the and obviously there's tons of, of great successes on that part as well yeah. I ain't shitting on anyone here but um, yeah they're the ones it's you look like, back and go I, right actually I, like all, I should have stuck to my do you know what I mean like totally yeah. totally yeah. like
1: you're we're all just rolling the dice yeah. essentially do you know what I mean so I want the dice in my fucking hand and I want to roll it Against the wall, like you well, give it to someone else. Well, that's the key and there. And they throw it off the fucking building. You're like, "What
0: are you doing?" But that's the key there. I'd much rather fail and not have anyone else to blame. Exactly. That's the bigger thing. It's as soon as you've got some. As soon as you say, "Well, you decide," you know, it might have gone even worse if it had gone the way that you'd originally Definitely. planned. Definitely. But you don't know that. But and, and you'd that's rather exactly. know that. I'd rather just just fail yeah. off my own back and than off someone else's.
1: Like for me, at least, like in rattlesnakes it's it's um i am the whole this whole project was like right you got probably one more shot at this yeah and now you've never wanted it more like you're like you i is i finally realized like why i'm here yeah and and that is to perform play music it's what i do best and it took me almost ten fucking years to realise that, yeah. and you know, a, a lot of success and a lot of huge failure, and it's at a point now where I was like, right, you, you have to do this, so you live and die by your own sword. Yeah, like, it's as simple as that. Like, so,
0: so how important was oh, a walking away from it all, and and, was, and going was, back was, to tattooing and going to art? Because again, I'm sure you had some gr- some great moments in that and again mm. you were then having a child and all yeah. sorts so there's a lot there that's that's in moments of, of, of obvious b- beauty but yeah. then there's also that probably that's something of going right there's certain things from back there that I maybe took for granted or that I just Definitely. thought were you know it, or whatever and then you come back and go right now it means the world to me right?
1: Yeah totally I mean it, you know as soon as you say I'm out even if you don't, even if you don't tell the world, but you you stop tweeting about it, you stop talking to people about it, you certainly stop playing shows. Um, you you you, yes, it's um it's a brutal awakening. Yeah. And it was I was just fucking miserable. And also last year was incredibly difficult. Like we lost people that were really close to us. Yeah. Um, I was already at that point mourning the loss of my music career essentially. Yeah. And then we lost. The job, my job at the tattoo shop, I worked at for ten years. Oh wow! Like two months before we were about to have a baby, and it was just like, I, I remember sort of getting there to sort of all. Well, this, this time really last year, and sort of thinking, what the fuck has happened? Like in in one year, I've successfully. De- destroyed Just lost everything. every
0: single thing I've spent my entire adult that, life working real towards. life's brutal oh, right yeah it is it's horrendous that you can you're pulled back from and again I think it also makes you realise the amount of things that on tours or whatever else or about band members or whatever else that really great and annoy mm. you, you that's that's nothing when that you suddenly realise right I've I mean. not got a job I've got a kid on the way I've got yeah. you know all these things that make you go damn that all that other stuff that wasn't important yeah. at all Yes, it's. Um, it was.
1: It was the. It was like being, fucking, a hundred miles an hour, and then a wall popping up. Yeah, I'm just being like, fuck. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm going straight into that.
0: Like, but I mean, the 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 ex- ex- exciting side there is the a, a, a reinvigorated passion with, uh, with which you will then approach and have imp- approached this this this. Re- a next release this yeah. is your first kind of solo release obviously it's it's with the Rattlesnake so it's kind of
1: yeah, yeah a solo thing. I mean it, it's everything to me now like I you know I feel incredibly lucky that I'm even here talking to you yeah, you know yeah. like that people want that people still feel like I am relevant yeah, you know yeah. um it, it's massive it's massive and, and, and again it goes back to the charts thing like you know 2,000 people have bought this record yeah. like
0: and again, like, I wanted the fuck like I wanted some... to flag that earlier when you were saying about a thousand people on the EP. For people outside of the industry, they won't know how huge yeah. that is these days. Because in the sixties and seventies or whatever, you'd sell 40,000 yeah. records. That doesn't happen now. A thousand, a couple of thousand, um, yeah. To generally get in the in the full chart top ten, you're looking at probably four or five thousand in in the first week. Not like your previous. A, a Lil Wayne selling 100,000 no. in his first week and stuff no, like that. Absolutely. It's like, it's changed now. So it's, it's, and you really see so remarkable. many, and it's weird because there's a, there's a, a rapper called Jean Grey, who I'm a big fan of and love watching her, her, her manner online. Mm. Cause she'll be really blunt with people saying, you bitch and moan all the time about the charts. Mm. I've released f- four EPs this year. Purely on my own with no label, band camp, or whatever, and you ain't buying that shit. Yeah. So don't complain. You know, and and, yeah. and it's true. You can have a huge following, and now uh, supposedly be s- s- so on your side. But yeah. even then, it's hard to get people it's to engage of, and it's, buy it's a record.
1: Most, it's one of my biggest frustrations in life. Is that like music as an art form is the most uh, widely accepted. Yeah. You know, like everybody understands it, everybody can appreciate it on some level. rare you find a person that says, "I hate music yeah. you know like you and there's something out there for everyone that speaks to them you know the canvas is a fucking song, like, yeah. and yet, like it's the art form that we treat with the least respect like as yeah, a, as a people we just you it's know,
0: bizarre, isn't it? The belief that everything like it sh- such it should an be free it's a, you know it's a mean? really weird one of. I don't like getting too too mad at it cuz I understand it's individuals choices and things like that mm. but it's genuinely at points that makes me wonder if I am going to record an X record cuz like well if the v- and I I don't mean this only only oh no it is kind of a, a literally monetarily. um if there's no value in me recording a record that's not the part I enjoy I enjoy the writing the songs and performing okay. the songs I only recalled it because it means something to you guys yeah. and if you're saying it hasn't got any value then I'll leave that yeah I was, you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna bother then that, that, that kind of seems like yeah. a lot of effort for yeah totally. and for nothing yeah it is something that and again it's hard I don't and, and yeah still cringe if people are getting too angry about it because it feels like oh you're just you're bitching and moaning about yeah. more money you want to have, but it's it's no a really weird one, one, one just, one just purely psychologically yeah Napster. Do you know no what I mean? exactly no one wants to do that
1: exactly but, it, but i you know i i I totally get it as well like it is um you know how you know this album cost me like a lot of money yeah. to make yeah. like and in the and in the scheme of it th- like i i basically I basically took ten grand of my savings and I gave it to my friends to to take time off of work yeah. to come no, to amazing. a studio and like and like write the album with me, do you know what I mean and and play it you know me like fucking hell me, and, me me and Dean wrote the whole album and um and then like Mem and, and Mitch came in and we had like these really like close to finish demos and then it was just like paying Mitch for his studio so you know he could lock his studio away so he didn't have to record another band yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm not gonna like ask anyone to do that for free because like that I I don't I I want to pay for yeah their work you know because yeah. they they they're Fucking brilliant at what they do, you know, and everyone 's trying to make a fucking living yeah. <laughs> everyone 's got mortgages and yeah. bills to pay so that that was the only way I could see of doing this. you know if you go to a major label or, or any record label indeed, like they might give you an advance, but then they 're going to own your music like I own my music yeah and then we so what we did then was once we 'd made it, we went to a, a label services company who said well we 'll give you a, a bit of money for marketing, but it ain't going to be what you're used to. And then you've got to do it all. You decide where all that money is spent. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, well, what what do you get in return? They're like, well, we'll licence your album for a couple of years. I'm like, done, deal. Sweet. You know? So it just meant that we were able to, like, print some posters and get some fucking vinyl made, and I didn't have to pay for that on top yeah. of everything else.
0: The beauty of it is is the forced uh, creativity there. And, and when, again, I keep... A, a reference in, um, on my first record as if it's some some epic achievement, but w- <laughs> I w- I, when I released Distraction Pieces, um, it was exactly that, it was like, right, I've got fuck all a budget for marketing, so things like the first video introduction, I had 100 quid. I did it as a one take and I cut off off my beard and, sh- and shaved my head, because I thought, yeah. that'll make everyone at least pay attention. Yeah, everyone sure. who listened to me and Dan, the, they may not l- like it, but everyone goes on f- to heard a fucking high heavens about the fact i've got a beard so i'll cut that off and that'll that'll make them have to watch it even if it's to be angry but then just equally and it's what i've enjoyed about um your campaign and campaign sounds like a loose word when you know how it's an individual just trying to come up with with ideas again i've turned down speaking at seminars and that because it's like I can't give anyone advice I just came yeah. up with shit on the fly that was r- relevant to my record but but you can but, uh, things like the snake game on on the website yeah. which I think is awesome Thank I'm you. terrible at it yeah, um, fucking hard. but yeah so, so you've got things like that that are just going to draw people in you've got things like the artwork that you were doing the the, the hand painted yeah. stuff and all things like that I talk about some of that of how you were like right. Here is how I need to yeah. to make this personal, I guess.
1: Well, that's it. Like music to me is incredibly personal, and the record really is. You know, yeah. it's, it is it is a, a pretty much like a just a rough year in the life of of me. Um, one of the rougher years, you know. Yeah. And so when we got into this and we realized like okay, we're, we're with this company that is just to provide the services of a label and they do it really fucking well. They. You know they had some marketing ideas, but they're.
0: Oh, uh, what's their name again? I just want to their, their make names, sure we give them a shout out for yeah, other they're, bands they're who they're are called, looking for this coming. Um, kind
1: of they're called Cobalt. Cobalt, Cobalt Label Services, yeah. and I mean they have a lot of. They basically like, they they have a lot of big, um, big acts now. But the, I think the one they had the most success with recently was Nick Cave.
0: Yeah. Put, put out. Um, it's it's a great a mechanic, away. particularly if you've got any kind of established f- fan base or whatever again it's it's what l- 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 I use a similar thing with a company called Essential where it's like right I know what I want to do mm. I just need some help doing yeah, it totally. uh, but I don't want to sign to a label who have got a different idea of what they want me to do or anything like that I want to keep it personal I want to keep that that relationship uh, with my fan base so To be blunt, as of what we're discussing, for if they do choose to steal my music, they know they're stealing it from me. Yeah, not they don't have the excuse of saying it's some big label, it's whatever. It's like, and again, I'm fine with that, really. But just be aware of it. It's why I get annoyed if people tell me online or tell my face Mm. that they've stolen my stuff. It's like, Mm. do that, but have some shame in it. Yeah, because you're taking that out of my pocket and. Yeah, it's that thing of trying to make, sh- of, of having that ownership over it. Mm. So, yeah, you've got that. I mean, I've been that trying to explain
1: on. to people, like, by just saying thank you, like, thank you for buying my record. Yeah. Because, yeah. and and I, do, I would like to say this to anybody that has bought my record, thank you. I appreciate it massively. Like, it, it is, you know, the fact that I've made something that you're willing to, you know, spend your hard, Earn cash it's on it's amazing right it's massive particularly to in this day and age it's and amazing it's huge, it's huge it's It's fucking it is fucking enormous like and you know we like I feel for the first time in my life I do deserve that like yeah. I, I have put everything I could into this record yeah it, it hours, like hours, and hour, you know, not only m- all my savings, which I hopefully get back at some point, yeah, because my wife's stressing a bit about that, also. <laughs> um, but like it's but but hours of time of just like trying to, you know, I painted, you know, I had this idea, which is really fucking stupid, idea, but also a genius idea so yeah. some of those those genius ideas are normally like really reckless
0: and, and I know what's coming I just want to say it's it's the reason we pushed back the podcasting in because we were planning to do it a few weeks back yeah, and you were like I've I d- committed to do this thing <laughs> and I've not got time yeah, to do it. so yeah go I'm ahead sorry, but
1: I I decided that we would make this really special edition final of the album yeah. for people that were like really dedicated fans not really, even of the band, like of me, because yeah. no one knew what the album was going to sound yeah. like. You know, they had a they had a bit of a glimmer of it, but no one really knew. And I'm and I'm hoping now that when we put the second half up, they go equally yeah. as quickly because people actually like the record. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is good, you know. Um, but I decided, like you know, we had this. I had this. I've always wanted to do an album which had just a backline. Yeah. on the front cover I don't know why and then, and then when it came down to it I was like guys I'm going to set it on fire is that cool we're probably not going to get any endorsements ever again but that's what that's what I want to do for the artwork and they're like yeah cool do your thing yeah. and then I got in this idea of like well look it's a really simple base, and I can have fun with it and just you know and so I was practicing messing around like with the flames and stuff and then I drew a few other things and I thought no I'm going to do uh, I'm going to paint a hundred of these and we're going to charge 200 pounds for them each which is fucking mental and it's like complete suicide when we spoke to the label they were like you're fucking nuts Like, no one is going to buy these and you're going to be sat with like a hundred records that you can't sell and you're not going to be any richer for it and you're going to waste like probably two months of your life doing this and I was like look I want to fucking do it you don't really get a say sorry (laughs) and they're like fine do it and we sold like fifty of them instantly, and that's it's like. Amazing. And what that is is like when you, it, even just to boil it down, that's ten thousand pounds. Yeah. And when and when you look at it like that, you sort of you, you suddenly think we've we've almost half recouped our. Oh, that's, paid the, that's yeah. paid the band. That's paid the band early. You know what
0: well, I mean? you've said rather have taken time off, yeah, all that you've exactly. that's, you can you can actually look and go right. That's that paid for. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet.
1: Or you can look at it the other way and say I'm still owed ten grand, but. Yeah. I've just half recouped my record deal. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, I mean? yeah. From, yeah. Well, it's yeah. not really a record deal, but in yeah. advance, a market in advance. And it, and it just, and I've sold 50 records. Yeah. And so I, and that was like the genius moment was like, people don't, people don't want to buy your album, but they want to buy my paintings. Yeah. So fuck it. Like I'm going to sell Let's them an album together. for 200
0: pounds with why, a painting. And it's why vinyls you know? come back. Yeah. A, a bit now is because the reality is people are just going to be listening on their phone of that's course. how they're going to actually yeah. listen to your record and that's fine yeah. so if they're going to pay for something you know a lot of people will pay for downloads still and that's yeah. that's wicked but if they're going to really put their hand in, in their pocket it's for something of value and it's why like the vinyl I've put out on, on my label will try and do different colour different yeah. effects and just try and make it something interesting so yeah. it's like because I don't want to stop making a physical a records course. I hate the that's the reason for starting a label if if yeah. if that if I can't make a physical records I'm not going to have a label I'll just yeah. put stuff up on iTunes that's easy you, sure. just, it doesn't need to be a label to upload some, some shit to iTunes no, you know totally. So, but that's the excitement of it it's giving them something that's worth owning and worth yeah. holding in their hands I you, mean,
1: know? you know I, I painted all the artwork like you know Dean did all the design everything is in house it's like yeah. it's, it's us two that's making wicked. like the, the, the that we've had this really strong partnership for years now and um you know we we always wanted to be in a band together but it was just never our time and so when we got when when this sort of began coming around it was like this is this couldn't be better yeah between us like i'll paint everything I'll fucking leave myself on stage we'll we'll just you know and he's the same he's just as fucking chaotic on stage as I am but he just happens to be like really good at coding shit yeah so between us (laughs) we, we just we have like a you know, we cover a lot of bases. I mean, that's what he does for a day job. You know, yeah. he, he 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 does design for fucking Island Records. Amazing. You know, he was in there the other day, and they're like, "Why are we not? Why are we not signed your band?" And he's like, "Cause you don't give a fuck about punk music." Yeah, like essentially, you know, like b- b- but... because we didn't give you the option to yeah, sign our exactly. band. <laughs> yeah, pretty
0: much. I had, I had Childish Gambino on like when I had a radio, my radio show sh- on XFM, and, and Childish Gambino was on, and he'd done Kiss and all sorts of other and just some, some boring interviews. The bulk of our interview. We talked about coding because he's got really into coding. <laughs> I don't know if anyone was listening with any interest, but he had the best time. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck he was going on about. I was just like, "Cool, man, this sounds awesome. Well, Keep tell me more." I mean, I'm, I'm... and he was saying it's the future. It's like he's like, he, he wants to train himself in more things like that, yeah. so he's not just again at the at the mercy and control of, of labels and whatnot, totally. you know. So he can go right. I do my thing, and I'll do it myself rather than here's what I want to do. Who's going to allow me to do it as such? I
1: mean, it's a prime example of, of how uh, I owe Dean a lot. Like, yeah. Not only with the fact that he, I think he's actually a brilliant, like a genius songwriter. I really yeah. do. The kid's on another fucking level. And I feel really lucky that I got to him before anyone else. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also like he's, he's just like incredibly dedicated and passionate about all the things he loves and coding is one of them you know yeah. and so he like, he, and it's the same as my brother my brother that was the videographer he now does coding yeah. and so when we put the fucking when we built the rattlesnakes game like me and Dean were loving it I made all the artwork the pixel artwork because yeah. I'm a super fucking nerd and I love Zelda so you know, I made my dog in pixel art and I made me and all this shit and and Dean made it work, you know? Yeah. So I made it look nice, Dean made it work. And then my brother hacked it. <laughs> and, like, and he and he called me up and he's like, Yo, check your check your leaderboard. And I was like, What what do you mean, what the fuck? How have you done that? It's been on for a minute. And he's like, Yeah, he just like lol. And I was like, Fuck's sake. God damn it. I was like, so then we started having to run it through him as a secondary to yeah. say like can you break this? And he's like, I can, but it's going to take half an hour, so I'm not bothered. And I was like, okay, good, we're safe. Like, Brilliant. I love you know, that. So, but it's, it's, not, it's definitely, but it's a digital age, you know? Yeah. It is. And that's what I love so it's much the, is that, like... It's the new punk rock. I'm really loving is. this. that you're yeah. well, hacking are, and coding yeah, each other. Yeah, you've got to think it. about it, though, because, like, you know, you, you, you're, we're all going to get left behind. You yeah. know, it's amazing to me that, like, an analogue format... Is selling is out selling for us for, yeah. for my band anyway is out selling digital sales. Like, yeah, we had a couple of hundred sales on iTunes. Yeah, and um, it's, cr- and
0: we it's sold, crazy because like, when of I, it was, I, was I, I go to a few like industry type things, mm. trying to be a responsible label person, <laughs> which I'm terrible at, and things like that. You realise how it's not gone as far as you think on the over to uh, digital no. in. In Switzerland and Sweden and all that kind of, thing, it's gone completely that way. Yeah. In Germany, they only care about a physical and don't yeah. mess with the digital. Here, we're kind of still drifting in between the two, yeah, and it's it's interesting. What's
1: frustrating is that like it it the free stream people want to they don't want to they're not willing to like own music. Yeah, they just want to listen to it as and when they want. It's
0: weird to me because I love owning music. I'm it's seeing. like it's the my or, I mean. Going over to to films as well. I love films and I love music. Most of my DVDs now, probably never going to watch because I've mm. either watched them in the cinema or I've yeah, watched yeah. them on Sky or whatever, but I want to have them on my shelf Just to kind of say that's my yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm into. This is what I like. This is what I support. To be, that used to be like how you would... how. That was
1: your identity yeah. when you were a kid, you know, you'd, like you you'd get like, your CD collection, you'd come around, like You'd go around your friend's house and you'd be like, Yo, what is this? Like, and they'd be like, Oh put it on and you'd put it on, you'd be like, No, this is dog shit. Yeah. What what yeah. is this one? And then yeah, they'd yeah. put it on, you'd be like, Okay, this I can really get into and and that's how you found like new bands and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how that's happening. Like, give me your phone. Let me flick through Yeah, flick through some stuff. I'll your, have it on a your, shuffle. Your Spotify yeah. playlist. And, but that is what's going yeah. on, you know, Spotify. I mean, we've just start. I've just started making Spotify playlists. Like, I didn't even have Spotify until about, like, six months ago. Mm. When I'm I was the like, same. I, yeah.
0: I, I, I'm not into it, but it's you know, one of them where, as you yeah. keep saying we're going to be left behind it was like right I need to have a a speech development profile on there I need the label on there I need to be going here's some good music that's not ours here's some and it's tough man because again it's not something that I'm naturally passionate about about streaming and this kind of thing it's like no I want to and that's actually, Show like, you my CDs Totally
1: like, And I, I, I wanted to show people Like Oh you got that fucking You got the The Coalesce record That's like One of fucking a hundred Yeah you know? Like yeah. yeah I fucking did Like yeah. And I got every other version Of it as yeah, well yeah, But yeah. Like and I, and I still have those conversations With my friends That care about it But for the most part now It's just about It's just about saying like You know I I am I am still fucking here Yeah Like and the only way I continue to do this is if you help me Yeah. like if you want to fucking if you don't want to pay for my music that is that is fine and genuinely that is fine yeah. like I've I've come to terms with like a lot of people you know what like A lot of people don't have that much fucking money. And they have to make the decision. That's exactly my point. Where am I gonna spend this you know? Like where am I gonna spend this? Am I gonna spend it on an album that I will listen to, but probably the majority of it I'm gonna listen to on my own. Or am I gonna go out with my friends and make a fucking actual real life memory? And that's where I would say, come to a fucking show. Like please. Like if you if you like the record, if you like listening to the record, use the money that you would spend on, on on buying it to buy a ticket, we're playing in October the tour is gonna to be fucking insane. We're playing like small shows. where can, can people
0: care. keep up to date on all the, Our all the website the shows? Is like
1: that that's and what's the website address? It's and the rattlesnakes. And the com. Rattlesnakes. Com, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's really good because yeah. Dean is really It good. is, yeah, no, I've been on there. It is, like, it is really good. Dean, Dean is just like he really understands it in a new way. And so like it's really fucking simple to use.
0: I mean just sure. talking on the the getting out a to live sh- shows thing, it, it brings us re- right back to the beginning of the conversation about how there was a time when you'd go to the venues just for gigs, mm. for whatever's on. And I think that's changed a lot now where you go because of someone or because of someone you really, really want to see. Not even necessarily because someone you're into is coming. You know, you'll be too picky. And again, it all depends on, f- on financial situations. But the thing that gets me is people saying like, again, a B. Dolan, I keep mentioning because he's touring soon. He's touring in September. He's he's playing in Milton Keynes, right. and people there keep saying, "Oh, no, one never comes to Milton Keynes." It's like, mm. well, then this sounds just like I'm helping out, mate. But you want to make sure that gig's sold out, yeah? Because even if you're not into that guy, that's going to make the uh, the promoters go. Oh, it is worth putting on gigs, and it's going to make the the booking agents go. Oh, it is worth going totally. to Milton Keynes yeah. it, rather than, than, than sitting but there going, the, the record, band I right? want to see isn't isn't coming our yeah. way.
1: Totally. For the record, I've had really good shows at Milton Keynes. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I used to go there skating every weekend because there's just like you know
0: the place is like has some insane spots. But yeah, or oh, the reason Dolan's going there is we did a gig there once and we thought like we got there and it was. It was like a ghost town. It was yeah, bizarre. But then sweet. it was one of the, the rowdiest gigs and one of our favourite uh, our photos was he's rapping and I was, I'd was i hung off the ceiling and I'd somehow landed on his shoulders. <laughs> so there's just me Perfect. on this big dude's shoulders yeah. and I'm not a small guy. Yeah. And just he's going to town. It was like, yeah. man, you need to, to go so back so, to Milton Keynes. That's, 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 the the, best, yeah. that's literally it. But it's one of them. It's like, you, any area you... Are you in? You can't complain that there's... There's no gigs no. if you're not going out and actively supporting the gigs that are there
1: you know yeah and that's the frustrating part is like I think I know like it, you know the internet has made everything so much more accessible and it's shuts so much down as well yeah. and yeah, so I, I would just sort of ask people like you know if you if you if you do care about um, if you care about my band just just do come and see us live because you can't You can't steal that. And it's not that I've got a problem with you stealing it. Like, but I will, if you pay to come in, like I will fucking give you something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because every single person there, even if they're like, we played shows on our tour in June and there were, and there were people fucking talking the whole way through it. Yeah. Like, and they just didn't give a shit. And I, and I was like so angry. I was like, why the fuck have you come? You know? And then, and then at the end, like she said to me like, Oh, you're really mean to me like six years ago. And I was like, Fuck, I'm really like, you know, I'm sorry, like, <laughs> I apologize, yeah, like what happened? She's like, You spat at me I was like, Oh Jesus, that doesn't sound like me at all like, you know, really? And she she was like, Yeah, I was in the crowd at Hammersmith Apollo and I was like, with like a thousand other people. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah and and you spat in the crowd and I was like I'm, so, I'm sorry it wasn't I'm personal. sorry it hit you like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know I, it was probably just up in the air yeah, like yeah. it definitely wasn't intended for you because I would have made that very clear <laughs> you know like but, it, but it, and it's weird that like but again like that's the memory like that she had of going to a show like she got super offended with me so much show that she still paid for a ticket to come and tell me what a cunt I was, yeah, yeah, like yeah, six yeah, years yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and hopefully now we're friends. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think we smoothed it over. I was really sick, in you know, but it, it was, <laughs> it, you know, who knows? Like, maybe she'll come back and be like,
0: yeah. I'm here just, to enjoy it this time, yeah. Fingers crossed. Because we've, we've we've ironed that out. So anyway, <sighs> I mean, we're at, at 90 minutes, wow. and now, so we should wrap things up. So. Sure. Is The website the best place to keep up with everything. Obviously, you're on Twitter, I watch yeah, your Twitter. My,
1: handle. my um, yeah, my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle is just frankcarter23, um, which is like Instagram's probably the, the most updated social yeah. media I have. But then our website is and the rattlesnakes.com, and everything's up there. But our mailing list as well, you can join that on our website, yeah, and that's sort of what we're trying to push people towards, yeah, that's we good. We'll be like soon, it's going to get to a point where we do just start handing stuff out through that just for yeah. them because I mean, the people that are there initially like you had to sign up to our mailing list to, to buy our EP yeah. so like that was what that was the very hardcore of our fan base
0: it's interesting because it's the, the mailing list thing is coming back a bit I think mm. because or the more that things like Facebook are restricting what people actually see yeah. and how much they see and things like Twitter are becoming so big that you you miss a lot of stuff yeah. so to give those people that genuinely want to know yeah. an option to actually know what's going on, then and for it's kind of a, it's weird it's because they seem to to go really out of fashion for yeah, a long while. It's like right who it gives is. a shit about mailing this? No one's paying attention. Yeah, I
1: just it's deleted. All on but, Facebook, but then yeah. when they change the algorithm on Facebook, yeah. it's like, all right. oh, people oh aren't, shit! Like people you, aren't we actually this. have to pay to promote our post, mm-hmm. and if we do that, it's going to actually have a negative effect because the next eight posts we put up, Facebook is going to like section down. Yeah, it's like, yeah,
0: yeah. It's messed up. How right.
1: the fuck do you win? I've you been
0: know? doing. I, I I did a post and I, I've not mentioned it on air. Actually, there's a thing that you can do on Facebook mm. as a fan, and I did a post explaining it because I saw. I think Amanda Palmer mentioned it to me. If you go on the bit that says like, the, there's a drop down and you can say, choose see first, right. and it means that all of your posts will then go at the top of their Facebook stream, right. and you can choose like. 15 people or something like yeah. that and it'll just put it at the top and we're going crazy over it because it's a way of taking the power back from the algorithm from yeah. the Facebook and all that to say right I do want to know what yeah. I've 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 liked like, there's not tons of bands on Facebook I like yeah because there's other ways I keep up with them you know I like them in real life yeah. you know you know what I mean I, so I, it's one of them if it's someone yeah. I'm following it's cuz I'm following cuz I wanted to see what they're saying so yeah. the fact that I'm not seeing oh, what they're saying yeah but it's interesting it's really, can, pissing me off. It's really annoying know, like, isn't like, it yeah, yeah. So what,
1: like, I don't even really use Facebook like I, no. I've got to be honest like I just never really um I never really f- found that it to work for me but now like but now I'm really enjoying it because yes. it's like it's this you know it's this, it, it feels very like it does feel like the frontier you know yeah, of like yeah. the
0: digital age yeah, like yeah, being yeah. in it and trying to understand like how can we make this work and, and trying like to work it and, you know that's exactly like, it trying to find a way to make each and that's what I find yeah. exciting there's different ways to make each social media work and then and for different reasons. Mm. There's different people. Your hardcore fans will be on one. There'll be a more g- g- general fan base on another. Yeah. And all these things are important. So it's f- figuring out that puzzle. It really is.
1: And what's crazy is it's fucking important to yeah. people. Like radio and record labels, they give a shit about those numbers. I really do. And um, so I, I, I was like, really? Fuck. Like, I haven't yeah. had a Facebook for like eight years. Yeah. Shit.
0: I need to get on that, yeah. But it's perfect, or just though. pay for it all yourself, you know. Yeah, there's there's a there's always alternatives. Well, thank you very much for coming on and oh, chatting. It's been an absolute yeah. p- a pleasure, and I'll, yeah, I look forward to the tour. Thank you. Cheers, mate. I've been listening to Scooby's picks: The pieces. There you go. That was that was Frank Carter. I, I I thought that was a great chat. Um, I thought he was amazingly open and honest. There there were basically a lot of questions I wanted to ask, uh, or oh, there were a lot of questions I felt the listeners would want me to ask. So I didn't pull any punches and asked obviously, about the Gallows stuff, about the the breakup, about any resentment and things like that. And I thought he was amazingly honest and and frank, ironically, about it. So, yeah, if you enjoyed that, I recommend you you check out... I mean, we mentioned numerous ones you might want to check out there, but um, the Frank Turner one um, could be of interest. A Wes Borland, I thought that was a great one because I had him on, and he said similar things in that essentially he needed pulling... I take him down a peg or two and it changed him and made him all the better so that's worth a listen we've also had billy Bragg. we've had all sorts of people Killer Mike. i mean we mentioned b dolan a lot there you should check the b dolan one out that's great fun um yeah so i hope you enjoy that next week's episode or, or first of all please subscribe download support if this is your first listen i mean buy frank's album as well a blossom frank Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes it's fantastic Um, yeah, do that Um, but subscribe, all that kind of thing I recommend this podcast to your friends that would be lovely Um, next week, I've got an amazing one it's a trans special um, with a um, transgender woman um, called Miss Jordan Grey that performs under the name of Tall Dark Friend really good stuff Um, and it was a fantastic chat she lives in Tilbury so it's quite a contrast to the new how everything, um, uh, everything trans at the moment is, has kind of come in and become quite hip and become quite open. And that's fantastic because it's amazing that, that this acceptance is opening up. But um, yeah, I think you'll be interested, and I'm interested to see the contrast between Hollywood um, in that scenario and. Tilbury and Essex or you know that kind of thing so check that out next week that'll be episode 50 what's seven and then yeah we're gonna have this it's every week on Wednesday check us out subscribe you can find me on Twitter at Scroobius Pipio Instagram at Scroobius Pipio or Facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip if you haven't already check out um the new B Dolan a video safety th- theater. It's amazing. It got. It's got. It's getting so much hype and causing so much noise. It was reported in the Wall Street Journal, which is huge. Um, I directed the video for it. It's really. It feels like an important s- song right now. Um, the line that seems to be catching everyone's attention is, my, "My brother's got a gun safe. That's a safe he bought to keep his gun safe." Um, and it's generally about safety now and the over protection and the under protection it's yeah it's a great track and a great video be Dolan, safety theater i will see you next week this has been distraction pieces podcast see you later